Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 6, looking at verse 15 from New Living Translation. Paul, so far, has used the verb sin in three different ways. And the commentaries give the proper Greek pronunciation. I'm not even going to try. But in verse 16, sin has the context of destructive power. In verse 1, it was habitual, continuous sin. And in verse 15, was a single act of sin. So as we listen to this, we're thinking about Paul's thinking and of his audience because uh, uh, they're going to be aware of what he's speaking of especially when it comes to how we choose to let things uh, take control of us so let's listen don't you realize that you become the slaves of whatever you choose to obey you can be a slave to sin which leads to death or you can choose to obey god which leads to righteous living. Again, Romans chapter 6, verse 1, read from New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close from prayer with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. We are continuing our study in Romans. We're in chapter 6, looking at verse 16, read from New Living Translation. And I'm sharing from Barnes notes. As I was looking at the word and, well, the verb, sin, and then I was thinking about Baptist preachers, especially when, you know, you learn that sin, that one word, is used three different ways. In verse 1, Paul was asked, well, since I have grace, can't I just sin? So the more I sin, the more grace I have. And Paul told him, absolutely not. And then in verse 5, someone asked, uh, since I have grace, can I sin? And again, the answer is absolutely not. The verb, in, uh, the verb sin in verse 1 is habitual, continuous sin. The verb in verse 15 refers to a single act of sin. And then we get to verse 16. And sin in this context um, refers to the destructive power power of sin and he's saying do you not realize that you become a servant to whoever whichever you choose be it righteousness or be it sinfulness and I'm sharing from Bourne's notes because it just seemed to make it so much plainer but he starts by saying don't you know the objective objection noticed in uh, verse 15 which is the previous verse, the apostle answers by a reference to to the known law of servitude or slavery. 
And he's going to continue to talk about that through verse 20. And he's showing Christians who may have been slaves that they know what um, the rules are. And they have now become the servants of righteousness. They weren't were sla- once were slaves and now they've become the servants of righteousness and were therefore bound by the proper laws of servitude to obey their new master. And their new master is our Savior, is God. And Paul, as uh, the scriptures, this um, commentary says, as if he said, I assume that you know that you are know and are acquainted with the laws of servitude. You know what is required in such cases. And this would be known to all who have been either masters or servants. Uh, or masters or slaves, or who had observed the usual laws and obligations of servitude. So he says, don't you know that whoever you uh, become a slave to, or whoever you choose to obey, whoever you yield to, and to yield is to give yourselves up to, you become servants or obedient to them. The apostle refers to voluntary servitude, but there also was uh, there, even there, the power of the master over the time and service of the servant was absolute. Even though I'm voluntary, the uh, argument of the apostle is that Christians had become voluntary servants of God. And of course, again, your service was absolute or should be absolute. And were therefore bound to obey him entirely. And uh, the commentary Barnes also notes that servitude among the ancients, whether voluntary or involuntary, was rigid. It was strict and gave the master an absolute right over the slave. And that the slave had to, had to obey, to be obedient for the, pur- for the purpose of obeying his commands. So he said to whoever you yield to, that's who you obey. That's who you become subject to. You're bound to obey their requirements. So you have the choice. Are you going to obey sin or are you going to be obedient? When you choose sin, the general law of servitude, the apostle applies, is uh, before us. He said if people, or I can say if I, become the servant of sin, then I must give myself, and if I give myself over to its indulges, they, uh, I would obey them. And if I obey them, then I have to let the consequences be what they might. Even if it's death and ruin and condemnation because of them. Because I obeyed the uh, law of sin. Who again it says the one you obey and that means that, that you give them indulgence they give indulgence to their evil passions and desires those who indulge in sin give indulgence to their evil passions and desires and follow them as obedient servants even if it leads down to hell whatever be the consequence of sin when you yield to it and when you abide by it and if wherever it takes you, wherever it leads you, 
you have to go because that is a choice whether it leads to death or eternal woe or he gave you another path and that's the path of obedience the same law exists it's still your choice you can choose to live a life of holiness and obedience and the man who becomes a servant of holiness will feel himself himself bound by the law of servitude to obey so when I become a servant of holiness instead of a servant of sin I become uh, bound to the law of servitude to obey and pursue and pursue it uh, regularly and he says that's unto righteousness unto justification unto eternal life the expression is uh, opposite of death it contrasts with death and means that he would become the voluntary servant of holiness those who become the voluntary service of holiness will be will feel himself bound to obey it to uh, completion unto eternal justification in life let's pray father i thank you for the lesson tonight it was it's a little a lot to take in but i thank you and um, Barnes gave us lots of insight so i thank you for that father i'm praying for those who need you in a special way I opened up a prayer earlier to pray for the Sudanese and uh, there's so much going on in foreign countries father but I think this is a prayer that's fitting not just for those in Sudan but in other places as God we lift up our brothers and sisters who are suffering increased persecution amid the ongoing war in their nations and God I think of Israel I think of Ukraine. I think of other areas, even Sudan. We pray that um, you will give them a sense of your presence and grant them wisdom no matter what they face. If they've been driven from their homes, we ask that you meet their needs. And we pray that you guide pastors and church leaders as they seek ways to minister to church members and their surrounding communities. May the body of Christ everywhere, God, see new and effective ways to advance the gospel. We pray that amidst violence everywhere, in, in Sudan, we're praying against the Muslims. We're praying that they will seek you, the Prince of Peace. May the generals leading the fighting repent and find new life in Jesus as they respond to the witness of their of their Christian persecution and may Sudan and not just Sudan other areas be filled with the knowledge of your, your glory further spreading the gospel to surrounding nations in the name of Jesus amen Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.